Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Love Talk Radio. Flurries, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes. <laughs> Bye-bye. Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. Unscrupulous and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother. All right, all right, all right. Hey guys, welcome to the Big Brother After Show. I'm your host, Sam. As you know, we do this after every live eviction. You know, we're moving it back a little bit. Some of you guys on the West Coast probably still don't think this is fair, but. Moving the show back a little bit, a couple minutes, because we find, you know, doing it right after the eviction show, after new HOH, as you guys are on there, chitter-chattering, you know, chatty cathy about everything going on in Big Brother, and uh, not listening to the show, which hurts me tremendously. But we moved it back a little bit, give you guys some time. We want you to go out there, we want you to talk to people, we want you to go on Addicted to Big Brother, and we want you to go on Reality Chat TV, uh, TV Chat. Once you do all that stuff and talk to people, Big Brother fans are official, all that stuff, get on those website pages, get on there, talk, Facebook. you got to talk to your people. you got to talk with your people. We understand that. So we find that at about 1030, people start dying down. They've got the chat going. The new HOH is chosen. We've got a lot to talk about tonight, but I don't want to hit you too fast, too quickly. I don't want to throw the, the fastball at you right off the bat. We've got to ease this thing up into a nice climax at the end. So... Give me about 30 minutes to talk to everybody, talk to your friends, and kind of get back in the uh, in the listening phase. So listen, what a huge week, right? Big week. Audrey, what the hell is going on? I mean, we're having psychotic breakdowns. Look, I thought this was going to be, and I'm guilty, and i got to apologize to a lot of Twitter people out there. You know who you are. I, I'm telling them, hey, look, you know, uh, you know, let's see what happened in the diary room. Maybe there's something going on. I thought this chick was suicidal. I thought she was going to lose her mind. I thought they had to hide the razor blades. I thought they had to hide scissors. And I'm not trying to be funny. I'm being for real. You know, we're moping around. We're draped around with the blanket everywhere we go and laying in under chairs and underneath things, turning lights off, whatever. 
breaking rules, doing all this other stuff. And I thought, it's got to be something serious. This is a lover of the game. This is somebody who came in. And I, th- I, you know what? Hey, I thought she came in really, really hot. I thought she came in strong, but not too strong. I just think that, you know, some people just don't have the ability to lie and get themselves out of it. One of the things that Dr. Will and Dan are great at, uh, you know, both kind of really good at, uh, just not really able to dig herself out of a hole. Never tell a lie you can't dig yourself out of in that game. And I just think that she had said so much to so in so many different ways that it, it just kept catching up with her and kept getting her, and, you know, karma kept spitting up on her. And eventually just nobody wanted to trust her. And, and I just really thought, okay, she's depressed. You know, i got to be honest. I'd love to play the game. I'd love to play the game. I'd love to get in shape and play the game. Let's put that – let's get that out there, you know. But – you get to play the game, you know, and everybody's fears first one out, sure. But everybody's fears really getting voted out um, and, and getting voted out in a way where you just basically just fail. I mean, you you basically planted a seed, and it ended up being dynamite, and you lit it, and you didn't get far enough away from it. It just blew up in your face. And I have to say that I think that that's kind of the situation with Audrey. I think she played a really – I think she came in hot. I think she was playing really, really well. A lot of people wanted to genuinely trust her. A lot of people wanted to genuinely work with her. You know, she was planting a lot of seeds. She was gaining a lot of trust. She was having people trust in her and tell her a lot of things, which I think is very, very important. Uh, I think one of the biggest things that you can do when you go into this game is get support and get trust from people early on and ask a ton of questions about them. Don't talk about you. Talk about them. Ask them about themselves. Get them emotionally invested in trusting in you so that when things come down later, they have a little bit of a bond there with you. And I think it was smart, you know, for her to kind of get in with people and have, you know, a trusting conversations with people. Definitely her backstory, whether you agree with what she's done or not, it's irrelevant. You know, it's still something that's different. It's, you know, she, was, she went on the show, you know, a lot of people, hey, look, a lot of people that are gay keep that to themselves for a very long time. I mean, we saw Kenny in Canada keep it very for a very long time. And, you know, eventually start telling people that he felt close enough to. Audrey pretty much just put it out there, and I think that made people feel like they could be close to her because, you know, she kind of shared something early on without judging them first and judging what the reaction might be. And I think that was fair game, and I think she gained a lot of trust by doing that. I think it was smart when she first did that. But as the game began to wear on, as we all know, it just began to get a little bit more out of control, didn't it? I mean – we lie over here. Somebody's turning their back on this one. She's talking about putting the other HOH up, if you remember, early on. Just a lot of things that were really great seeds to plant, but I think really too early. And I think it just kind of made a house that was already paranoid kind of start to kind of look at her and say, you know, I don't feel like you're being 100% with me. Shelly and Clay can say what they want, and we're going to get on with things, but Shelly and Clay say what they want. They kept her because she wasn't a big target. It wasn't because they saved her. And, you know, she needs to kind of realize that as she leaves the house. They, they weren't saving her because they liked her. They were saving her for the same reasons that I would save her and the same reasons I would have saved her tonight. I know, throw your eggs. I get it. But from a, from a viewer's point of view, I want her to go. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I wanted her to go. She was, look, she's, she's, not, she's not good TV. I mean, you're going you're gonna to lay around in your, in your mummified blanket for so long before I get fed up and people stop watching the feeds and don't care anymore. Well, I won't say I don't care anymore because Twitter was blowing up, Facebook blowing up with everything Audrey was doing. So obviously you guys were very interested in it. But, you know, I'd rather see her go. Strategically, Johnny Mac was the one I would have put out. 
Uh, and we're going to talk about that later. But the big story being that Audrey, you know, going back to what I was really saying, I thought this was going to be a huge deal. I gave her the benefit of the doubt. People were – I made a fool out of myself on Twitter telling people, hey, we don't know what happened in that diary room, trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. Then I watched tonight and go, I can't be wrong. I couldn't be more wrong when it came down to it. We're watching the show. I'm sitting there watching somebody – who really just literally just said, I give up, and I want to lay on this couch in this private room in front of the camera and just lay here. I, you know, how Allison Grodner doesn't look at her and say, go back in the house. Don't just lay on this couch. You look pitiful. It's sad. Go on. You, may, you come on here to make this big stance, which was a, an honorable stance in many eyes, uh, and, and here you are just laying out on the talk couch because you just can't bear to breathe. Yeah, it's a little bit frustrating. It was a little bit annoying, and I am not happy uh, that I gave her the benefit of the doubt and then to have it kind of slap me in the face today. Now, maybe it's edited, but i got to be honest with you. If it was good stuff, we would have seen it. Production's not going to hold that stuff back if it's something really good. I mean, if she was threatening to jump off the second-story glass bridge up there, they're going to put it out there because they want us to be entertained. This is absolutely zero entertainment. I don't even know. Yeah, I always thought the dining room was locked. I was pretty sure the diary room was always locked. And she gets to come and go as she pleases. I'm thinking, hot damn, if I ever get in that house, that's exactly where our alliance is meeting, is in that damn hallway. I mean, nobody goes in there unless they're called in there. You could hear them coming. I mean, if you're in there having a meeting or talking about who you're going to vote out or switching the votes up, my God, you know, Dave, go to the, the diary room. You've got about five seconds to get out of there. Nobody will ever see you. It's just, I don't know. I, I thought they kept that door locked. If they don't, then why people haven't been meeting in there to talk about, you know, strategies beyond me because you could just come out and act like you're in the diary room anyway so very much you know kind of blew up in everybody's face we thought this thing was going to be serious some of you thought it was complete bull and you get the gold star for the week you're vip on my show for the week you win you know it was a bunch of bs and we got subjected to it for a couple of days i just i don't get it you know you, you don't ever give up on the game but i think that going back to what i was saying about johnny mack being the person i would vote out I uh, know that's upsetting. I like Johnny Mac. I would love to see Johnny Mac win. I think he's got a great personality. I think for as goofy as he's playing, um, I kind of have him kind of up a little bit higher on my power rankings that we're going to talk about a little bit later on today or tonight. But, uh, you know, I think Johnny knows what he's doing. I just think he's playing that goofy role because people love it. And you know what? If you can play that role and people love it, run with it, man. Run with it all the way to the bank. And it may take him to the bank. I think it may even take him to Final Four. But, in this situation, Audrey being in the diary room, and my God, you know, just to go back to that, one penalty vote. I told people I thought she would get enough penalty votes to go home without the House even voting. She got one penalty vote, which means to everybody else in that House from here on out, and let's be real about this now, and I don't know if anybody's brave enough to do it, but let's say that you are Johnny Mac and you're up on the block against, you know, whoever, and you know you're safe or – you know what I mean? You're Jackie. Somebody, you know you're safe. Why not eat a pizza? Why not take a hot shower? Why not go lay on the couch? They can't throw you out. They can't make you leave. They can't escort you out if you haven't threatened anyone or done anything wrong. And everybody says, well, she's cheating. Dodger's cheating. She didn't cheat, folks. She broke rules. And, and as breaking the rules, yes, it's unfair. But she's not doing anything to give her an advantage. She was going home anyway. I don't see any advantage to what she was doing other than she just wanted some comfortable 
situation and maybe get some pitiful, you know, feelings towards her for a vote, maybe. But, uh, you know, there's no advantage to you. You might as well. I mean, if you know you're staying and you're guaranteed safety, you might as well have to sit down and have a meat lovers. You know what I mean? Have a meat lovers, a nice shower. Maybe eat a meat lovers while having a hot bath at the same time, a little wine, a nice Chianti. I mean, why not, right? Get yourself a soft pretzel, sit down and watch one of the, you know, whatever's going on in the backyard. But, I mean, you know, what's the point? One one penalty vote? I was really, really shocked by that. I really thought there's going to be a lot bigger hammer that came down. I, I'm just really shocked. And, and you know what? I think it's going to make other people in the House do the same thing. They're going to take that penalty vote so they can eat something and get off slop. This thing is – this I, this could be a changing point for the game and the rules, and they may have to go and reevaluate the rules when they get done with the season because – I guarantee you, there's somebody else, and I see Jason being the guy to do it, honestly. I could totally see Jason, you know, saying, screw this, I'm a have-not, I know I'm safe for the week, I'm going to eat a pizza. Why not? And what's the penalty vote if you're not on the block? You know, you're not on the block, so what does it matter if you're a have-not? Anyway, well, I think that just kind of broke down what we thought what we thought would happen versus what really did happen. Again, reality is very, very, very bad when you look at one penalty vote going towards this thing. And it just is a mess. The whole Audrey thing's handled incorrectly, I think. But, listen, moving on, we've had enough of Twitter and Facebook on that. Hey, if you got a comment, you want to you say something, give us a call. As always, our, our call-in number, 917-889-7084. You'll get on. Promise. You can say anything you want to about the show. We'll take it. We'll talk about it. Uh, it goes worldwide, folks, so don't mess up. Don't mess up when you call in. Just enjoy it. Um also, we'll take messages on our Facebook page of Big Brother After Show. So just type that in. You'll find us. So anyway, um, so we're sitting here. We've got Audrey up. Uh, you know, as I'm saying, it's, it's you know, Audrey's not a threat to anybody in the house at this point. I really am surprised, and I want to give Vanessa a little bit of credit. And we're going to give Vanessa credit later because power rankings are coming up, and Vanessa's, I'm going to go and tell you, she's very high on them. But what a game she's starting to play. She's really bounced back. And Vanessa starts talking about, well, you know, what about Johnny Mac? Everybody says, what about Johnny Mac? What about getting rid of him? Luckily, it didn't blow up in her face, but I think it got some wheels turning. That's a guy who can win POVs. This is a guy who's likable now. Now, just put yourself in that position. I know know a lot of you guys did not like Audrey, and I get it. But from a strategic point of view, I want you to go in the house, and I want you to sit there, and I want you to look at who's on the block, and I want you to see Johnny Mac, who everybody loves and adores, wins POVs, is very capable of winning a comp, and I think he's very smart because he's a dentist. And next to him is somebody who has been hiding out for four days. Nobody trusts, nobody likes, nobody wants to be around him, nobody wants to hear what she has to say. Now, you tell me, who do you think you should vote out? Because I'm telling you right now, the smart vote would have been Johnny Mac. And Vanessa seeing that early was smart. Now, I'll tell you where else Vanessa was smart. When she knew that the suggestion of Johnny Mac wasn't going to go anywhere, she backed right off of it. She didn't keep pushing it. She didn't make a big steal out of it. She just wanted to kind of see where people's thoughts were on Johnny Mac going home, and then she backed away from it when she saw that it wasn't really reciprocate. That's a huge game characteristic of somebody who can play. So you put something out there, you plant a seed, you see where it reciprocates, and then you either go with it, gather more support for it, or you back away from it and you don't say it to another person so it doesn't get back. Vanessa was very, very, very smart in playing that way. So i got to give her credit. But her sitting there saying, what about Johnny Mac? 
I got to say, I think I would have done the same thing. I think I at least would have tested the waters to see because he is a very, very strong player and a sneaky strong player. I mean, they're putting this guy up. I mean, how would you like to be put up as a pawn that people have an, 100% confidence in you and 100% confidence that you'll do the right thing if you win it, 100% confidence that you'll use the veto in the right way? God, I mean, you know, but, hey, it wears out. Shelly's no dum-dum, and I'm telling you, for people that – like Shelly, don't like Shelly. Shelly, to me, is right on that cusp of a, of a very a very good social game, Janelle. Okay? I love Janelle. I always have been a fan of Janelle's. But, uh, you know, to speak quite frank, her, her social game sucks. Her social game's awful. Okay? People get turned off by her. She starts her stuff. She's very blank. And although we love it, in the game, it just turns people off. But Shelly seems to be a little bit different. Shelly pulls all of those people in the house, and I know a lot of people didn't like this HOH meeting that happened. For those that don't know what's going on, Shelly had an HOH meeting, I think we saw it uh, last night, where she has the whole house, and she's like, look, I'm going to put Audrey up for you. I'm going to do it for you guys, because I love you that much. I'm going to do that. That's a hell of a play. Now, is Audrey somebody she probably should have gotten out? No, I don't think Audrey's a threat to her. But... It was good to kind of put Audrey's eviction on the house and not on yourself. I thought it was pretty smart. It was a very smart gameplay by Shelly, and I think she's really playing a bang-up game. How many people do you know that win HOH twice like that and is on nobody's radar? And by God, whenever somebody says something about Shelly or Clay, there's somebody running up to tell them who's not even in their alliance. James is not even in – James, you fool, you're not even in their alliance. What in the world is wrong with you? Why would you run up there and tell him that? Everything that Audrey said, you ran right up there and told Why? You know, there's information in this game that's very important. Information is gold in Big Brother. You've got to share it with the right people and not the wrong people. Shelly and Clay have too much power. You need to get that house balanced out, and it's going to happen. As I said on Twitter, as I said on the show uh, on, on a couple of, I think it was a couple of, like two Sundays ago, this house is going to divide. And when this house divides, it's going to happen. This, this, for all the people that think this season is boring, I'm not going to rant on. But I'm going to say, give it an opportunity. Compared to the last couple of seasons, we're seeing an opportunity for this show to get really good midseason because there's so many weak players that are going home. Davon, weak. I'm sorry, Devon, she, she's weak. Uh, you know, Audrey, weak player. Jeff, sorry, he's weak. He's running his mouth all over the place. He didn't even know who he was talking to. He was in alliance with somebody. He had no idea. He thought every girl in the house liked him. Apparently ends up being right when you hear Liz and, and, and Julia talking about how Liz had a crush on him. He, I guess he's got a good instinct there, but he's more worried about who likes him and all this other stuff. And So we're getting actually we're getting to the point where this is a rare season, guys, where we're starting to see all of the stronger players staying a little longer and some of the weaker players going home early, and that's good for us. So reversal of like what we saw, I like to say, in season 15, where if you look at the, uh, the order of people going home in season 15, it was, <clears throat> excuse me, it was everybody who was strong. It was the strongest players going home early, so when you got to the end, no offense to Gina Marie and those guys, but they were weak. They were weak players. McCray, weak, uh, you know. These are weak players. Judd, weak. At the end, we got weak players because, you know, Jeremy and Helen and a lot of the stronger, more opinionated players who kind of understood the game or were very competitive went home early. 
And it seems like we got a reverse order this season, and I like that. I like the weaker players going home early. These guys are going to have to face each other at some point, and it's going to happen. Speaking of that, uh, you know, Austin was on the inside looking out. He had a plush, lazy boy with a massage, uh, you know, control panel in it where he's just sitting back drinking a beer, hitting that massage, just relax, close his eyes, and just daydream. The fool is messing this whole thing up the last couple of hours because he is now telling people about the twin twist. Why? I suspect it's because he's, he wants Liz to himself and he doesn't want Julia in the house. Now, now of course, I think he told it to Jason. Jason has now told the entire house because – Let's face it, it works in Jason's benefit because a twin in the house takes the target off of him. Smart move on his part. He starts spreading it around because Austin has told him, and he gets back to Vanessa. And Vanessa does a very good job of acting surprised about this information and says, oh, my gosh, you've got to be kidding me. There's a twin? No, no. And the whole time Vanessa's going up to Shelly going, what the hell is wrong with Austin? Austin's been caught way too many times, folks, and I would not be surprised. Now, here's the irony of it. This week, Jackie says, who just won HOH, as we saw, our HOH winners are Vanessa and Jackie. Jackie says this week, if I'm HOH, I'm putting Austin up. I think there's something with him. Now, is that the most, is that the smartest thing in the world I've ever heard her say? No, because Austin's already in trouble. Putting Austin up really doesn't surprise anyone. I mean, it could be a shock for us, but... We know that Austin, from what he's doing, he's screwing up. So I almost think that Shelly would have done it, or Vanessa might do it, because he's just getting into that Jeff mode, man, running his mouth, getting himself in trouble. So I think that Austin, and I had him in my pregame. I really liked Austin. I really thought he was playing good. And there are moments Austin plays well. But here we are with Austin running his mouth and getting himself into trouble, saying things he shouldn't say to people that shouldn't know. People are catching on to that, and it's not going real well for him. I would not be surprised if Jackie puts up Austin. I would not be surprised at all. Um, but, you know, you don't want to put up too many strong players in that battle of the block. My guess would be is that Jackie's going to take this opportunity, unfortunately. And this, you know, it's, not the, it's really not the player's fault. It's really not these guys' fault that this happens. But you're going to put two people in battle of the block. One of them's on the outside. The other one's on the inside of the of the circle. What do you think Jackie's going to do? She's going to talk to Vanessa and work a deal, right? That's the problem. Give us one HOH back. Let's get rid of this battle of the block stuff. I know everybody's saying it. It's awful. Whoever thought of it uh, should be smacked ridiculously hard over and over again. She get a huge beating for it. And whoever voted for this thing to be, we've been through this. We don't need to go through it again. But it's just ridiculous. And at the end of the day, that's what happens. That's the main just con to this battle of the block situation is that these two people are now going to form an alliance. Vanessa and Jackie are going to form an alliance. They're not going to sit in the HHU room and argue about who should go up. I would be surprised to see that happen. It's going to, Jackie's going to take the opportunity to try to move into an alliance with Vanessa. They'll be successful for a few weeks. I, su- I suspect Johnny Mack will go up again, poor guy. Uh, but he needs – let me tell you something. Johnny Mack needs an HOH, guys. He really needs an HOH because people are going to catch on, and one day he's going to be up against somebody that is – might be manipulated to working with a, a, an alliance. I know Johnny Mack's into some sub-alliances, but I don't know that they're solid folks. 
Johnny Mack needs to win an HOH or he's in real, real, real serious trouble. Um, but Austin's in trouble, which you know leads us to this showmance that Austin's got with Liz. And I won't spend too much time on that because we got we got of course Miss Chicago coming up, everybody's favorite. But this love affair is, I think, one-sided. I think Austin's in love with her, Liz not so much. I don't think there's anything gross going on about it. Maybe it's annoying. The only thing that I find annoying about that whole relationship is the fact that the guy talks in third person, and the third person is a character that doesn't exist. Okay? I mean, that's... Do we not see an issue there that's a bit concerning? I mean, you have made up an alter ego, which I get. You're a wrestler. I get it. But there's real world and there's play world. You have made up an alter ego of Judas. That's fine. But... You're playing sometimes as Judas, and you're playing sometimes as yourself, and that makes no sense to anyone. On top of that, you're telling a girl that you really, really like, and listen, I've got a, I've got a little bit of experience with women, all right? I've been around the world three times. I've seen two world fairs. Women don't dig a guy who talks in third person about an alter ego that doesn't exist. Austin, I don't know what you're doing. Stop it. Be, just be Austin. Enjoy being Austin. And just be yourself instead of trying to do this Judas crap. Now, I got a message in asking me about the vote that he did with Judas, which was actually for uh, Johnny Mac. And that is a strategy he's going with. And these are the times that he does something that I like. These are the things that he does that I like. I mean, the guy is 50-50 for me. His plan is to put a vote out there for, and I would do, again, this same, very same thing. He put a vote out there for Johnny Mac to plant the seed that there is an America's player in the House voting against the House, and he wants to pin that on Steve. Now, do I think it's going to work? I don't know. Austin's in a lot of trouble right now. I'm not sure. It would be smart for him to do that and push it that way if he can convince people. And he did it really good when he convinced, that, when he convinced Shelley that Meg was talking bad and got Liz saved off the block. So he is good about things like that. And that's what I'm saying. That's that 50% of good Austin that I like. And he, and he has a head for the game. But, you know, if that works, it's going to set up Steve. I know a lot of people are, fa- are, are, are fans of Steve, but Steve's got to do a little bit more, okay? Steve's got to do a little bit more in this game. And I don't mean win competitions, but he's got to start making deals, and he's got to start talking, and he's got to start making things happening. And I see that he's gotten to come around a little bit more socially, which is nice to see. I think his goodbye message was sincere, heartfelt, very nice. For Audrey, and obviously he has a really good, you know, ability to relate and connect to people. He needs to use that in the game to form a really solid alliance and make something happen. I know we got these little side alliances. We're not going to go into all those because it's too complicated. But he needs to get something solid going, and he needs to show value. He needs to show value to his alliance. And if he's just going to keep sitting around, he could coast a while, but pretty soon he's going to be somebody they can get rid of easily because he's not going to be any value to them. So. I think it was smart of Austin to set Steve up that way. I don't think Steve has a lot of connections. And it could very well work. It could save Austin this week. Could could land Austin sitting right next to Steve. And it could allow Austin to work that angle to get Steve out of the house. But, whew, man, folks, I'm telling you, it's been a rough, rough week. And a lot of stuff going on. And, I, you know, I was actually down on Jackie last week. I made fun of her. I tweeted out that I didn't even know there was a Jackie in the house. And, 
by God, she goes out and just kicks me right in the face and wins an HOH. Fantastic. So <clears throat> we've got all that going on. i got to go to a commercial, folks, and then when we come back, we're going to talk to Miss Chicago. Listen, we got two very special things on the end of the show. Uh, it won't be a long uh, – well, I always say it won't be a long show, and it always is. But one of the things is we're going to talk about – last week. if you remember last uh, week, we talked about uh, my favorite my favorite seasons, you know, to to talk to somebody who's new about the show. There's a lot of people out there that are new to the show, um, and they always ask me, you know, what seasons do you think are best for new people? Last week I gave you my seasons of drama because I divide them into two. Well, it's really three, folks. I mean, there's a garbage over here that I throw a lot of stuff into. There's a lot of garbage seasons. No offense, uh, you know, I don't want to offend people that love these seasons or people who played on these seasons, so I'll keep it to myself. You could probably you could probably coax me to get loose at the lips and say it. I'm easy. But some a lot of seasons are garbage. You can probably figure it out when I give you my list of what I like. But I gave you a list of uh, drama seasons last time. This time we're going to do seasons that I think are strong strategy seasons, and some of them intersect, and those seasons that intersect I think are some of the better seasons. Uh, and a lot of you will disagree. You have more than every right to send me a message. You can even tweet us, BB After Show, and on Twitter. Disagree, agree, whatever you want to do. We're the only one out there. So um, you can do that, but I've got some strategy seasons that I want to go over with you guys, kind of rank them. So that a lot of you guys that are new to the show can, can decide, do I want to do drama, do I want to do strategy? I'm going to give you my top strategy seasons. Um and then we're going to talk a little bit before that about production conspiracies because I've really got a real opinionated uh, thought on this. You know, a lot of people feel like production production makes things happen. I'm going to tell you how I feel about it. You're probably going to disagree, but we're going to talk about that at the end of the show. That's something to kind of look forward to. That's kind of off off the major game and on to general game talk. So, folks, stay tuned. We're going to be back. We're going to have Miss Chicago. She's going to break down what she thinks has been going on. I'm going to ask her a couple of questions about what she thinks is the best trauma, or the best strategic season. Might be an interesting answer. You know who she loves, right? She loves she loves her some Jeff and Jordan. We agree on so much. I, I love that woman to death. We agree on so much. But, by gosh, do we disagree on Jeff and Jordan. And we don't even get into it because we ended up not talking for a week. I want to give a big shout-out to Renee, Kimberly Ann over there at uh, uh on the uh, Big Brother page, Addicted to Big Brother, giving, giving me some nice words of encouragement. Wonderful women. I want to give a big shout-out to you guys. Appreciate it. Uh, folks, let's do a little commercial here. When we come back, we're going to have Miss Chicago. It's going to be awesome. You don't want to miss this. My name is Scott McGrath. The day before my eighth birthday, I fell in a pile of fire ants and suffered significant wounds on over 70% of my body. Since that day, I have made a solemn vow to kill every insect on planet Earth. I hate them with the passion of a religious zealot. Speaking of religion, of all the biblical plagues, I hate the locust plague the most. For the last 12 years, my white-hot rage has materialized in the form of my business, McGrath Pest Control. I have harnessed this unforgivable intolerance of insects and released the wrath of my fury on bugs in and around the homes of Houston. I will kill those bugs in any way that I can. Chemicals, 
my boot, my bare fist, or any other object that can end the life of an insect. Call 281-469-8240 and give me the honor of killing bugs at your house. I also hate rats and spiders. Go to McGrathPestControl.com. entertaining commercials. In fact, we need a new batch. I think we're kind of, we need to recycle some of these uh, that get sent in to us. But, hey, McGrath Pest Control. The guy hates bugs like a religious zealot. He will kill anything with a hammer, with a spatula, with his bare hands, with his feet. It doesn't matter. The guy hates bugs. If you hate bugs, this is a guy for you, folks. He's in Houston, so it's limited. So if you live in Houston, you really lucked out tonight because this guy gets it done. McGrath Pest Control serves around Houston and the surrounding areas. 11202 Tower Oaks Boulevard, Houston, Texas, 77065. Give them a call, 281-469-8240. Go visit them on McGrathPestControl.com. Set up for an appointment. Guy's great. I've never used them. I don't live anywhere near Houston. But I can guarantee you, if you look on Yelp and you look on uh, Angie's List, the guy's top notch. People love him. And, you know, if you want to get rid of something, might as well find somebody who hates it as bad as you do, right? Uh, so we're talking about a couple of things here. And, of course, I've got the lovely Miss Chicago coming up. And you know what? She's one of my favorites. Um, and, you know, she's just a regular caller. You can be the same person. You want to come on and you want to talk about Big Brother? That's what the show's about. It's live, worldwide. It's all about us talking about Big Brother. All I do is just all I do is oil the machine for you guys to work. All these things that I talk about, they come off Facebook. They come off Addicted to Big Brother. They come off Reality Chat, TV Chat. They come off Big Brother's Official. All these, all these things, that they, they, they roll. this is where I pick it up from, guys. And you send me messages. You say you want to talk about something. On, hey, talk about this, or let me ask you a question about that. I got one the other day, and I've and I got to kind of talk about it before I go to Miss Chicago. What I got the other day was, you know, why is, why is uh, Vanessa trying to act like Derek? It's beyond me. I, you know what? I've I got to go ahead and make the stance now. Some of you have said this, and please don't take it personal. But, by God, Derek never won anything. What do you mean why are they playing alike? Why do you, what are you talking about when you tell me that Vanessa is trying to be Derek? Guys, it's not happening. Well, they dress alike. Well, everybody, there's a lot of people that wear damn beanies and glasses. Let it go. 
She's a good player. Derek, a lot of people think Derek's top three. I don't. I like Derek, but I don't put him in my top three. But that's okay. I still like him as a player. I still like him as a winner. But, hey, folks, people, there's not one set of, you know, ski-knit hats and one pair of glasses that floats around in the world. And they just happen to land on Derek. And then here comes, you know, Vanessa stealing it from him. My God, Vanessa's playing a great game. Give her the credit she deserves. I think she's playing a great game. Whether you like her or not, you've got to give her credit. She said, tonight, she said uh, I think today, on the live feed, this is an HOH, I have to win. How do you not like a player that knows they've got to win an HOH and win it? Now, I might be tired of the Shelly Clay group, but if anybody's going to break that group up, if anybody's going to mess that group up, it's going to be Vanessa. If anybody's going to put Shelly and Clay up, it's going to be Vanessa. Trust me. I think she's the one that's going to stab the, the alliance in the back first. But they don't play anything alike. Vanessa's not trying to be Derek. Don't email me that stuff anymore. It, I, I just can't take it. I love you guys with all my heart. I would give you blood if you needed it, if I could, you know, not die if I did it. I would do it for you. But there's a point where you just kind of get ridiculous, and the Derek-Vanessa comparisons are ridiculous. Derek didn't win anything. Vanessa has won things. That should end the comparison right there. So let's just move on from that. Anyway, one of my favorites, one of the best in the biz, one of the greatest people to break down this game, in my opinion, is a lady we call Miss Chicago. And she called in as a caller, and we just hit it off, and we've been doing it ever since. And I want to introduce her to you. I know you, some of you guys are used to her, but I love her to death. I want you to welcome the one and only, the great Miss Chicago. Miss Chicago, how are you feeling tonight? we got so much going on this week. I know you were... I know you're behind on the episode, but you got to tell me. There was a lot of action going on. Did you think that Audrey had a little bit more action than we ended up seeing tonight? Okay, first of all, Sam, really, you're talking to me. Let me start this off by saying you cracked me up. You are <laughs> so, no, Sam, really going in hard with the questions? No, sir. My big brother, <laughs> you gagged me. I swear. I was too I lost like five pounds laughing. You, I mean, you're so on point all the time. Your comparison with um, Shelly and, and uh, what's his name, Clay? And Janelle. You, before you said it, I said Janelle. I yeah. said Janelle because that's the, the girl is smooth as a razor blade. And then oh, I was she's, about she's, got, she's got veins of, she's got cold water veins. I mean, she's nice and she's got a social game. But you can't tell me she doesn't have some cold water veins and that in the back of her mind. I just got this feeling, like, you know, like those uh, praying mantises, they say once they mate, they rip the head off of the mate and they eat it. I have a feeling I could see her ripping Clay's head straight off. (laughs) He came into play. Before you go into with the questions about Audrey, my thing is, if you're Audrey, come into the game and just be Audrey. I don't right. agree with when she came and she was so smart to say who she No, you're R3. Just be R3. I don't need to know the back. I don't need to know all that. You're R3 if that's who she is. So it's almost like saying, well, I'm Audrey, but I'm a transgender Audrey, and I'm the first person on Big Brother. Just be R3. And I think, to be honest with you, 
I think that kind of messed her up because she got so overwhelmed with being so good at playing the game that everything came at her and she didn't know how to deal with it. And that's yeah. when she jumped down. I'm just saying, I could be a little wrong about saying that, but if you came in that game being all you just play the game as Audrey. I don't I don't get all the I don't get it. Like so I don't know how to feel about her right now, to be honest with you. Because I think she came in as a smart player. I think she came in to play the game. But then I think that everything that threw her off was the fact that the first conversation that came into the home was her the house was her being, you know, the first transgender to play the game. But do you think? But I mean, but I mean, honestly, though, you don't see that that might have helped her last a little longer than she did. I mean, a lot of people felt like, and I don't particularly feel this way, but I think it's valid. A lot of people thought that Audrey came into this game uh, and has lasted as long as she has because she's that transgender, and a lot of people didn't want to be the one that put her up. And I think that might have been why Shelley had that that big meeting where she said. Hey, I want to put her up. You know, I want to put her up for you guys if that's what you want. You know, keeping the blood off well, her hands. That's, that's crap. Shelly's smart. She's smart as hell. Can I say hell on the phone? Yes, you can say anything. I'm saying that because it's like it ain't on me. It's on y'all. But exactly what you're saying is what hurt her because how's it working for her? It didn't. She got voted off. So I felt like when you commit to who you are, that's who you go into the house as. And I think the same thing happened with Devon. She had the snap off, whoop, 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 whoop attitude, and that what what it do for her? Got her to home. You can't live yeah. your life in that house the way you live outside that house. Does that make sense? I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. That makes a lot of sense. And so, like McCray, it went. McCray never played the game. He got a lot of you know time in bed with his girlfriend on the show. He didn't play the game. And I agree with you 100% with Derek. He never got challenged to nothing because he had peons to do everything for him. Now, maybe right. I'm old school and maybe I'm older. Maybe I don't get the game now like I used to because I know what Big Brother used to be. I think if you don't get blood on your hands or being willing to stand up to get soldiers to follow behind you, you have to make a stand. And I don't like when people just have everyone doing everything for them and then they you know, whatever works for me this week, I'm good with that. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't like that type of gameplay with brother. Well, you and, know, and that brings up that brings up a great point because one of the notes I have written down is that it I bothers no- me that a, that a lot of the trend lately, and uh, you know the Derek yeah. trend and a lot of the trend, uh, you know, in in season 15 as well mm-hmm. with Andy, was I don't want to get blood on my hands. Oh and my I get God. that early on, but in a way, you don't you have to at some point. I mean. How long can you go not putting blood on your hands? When you put people up, you put blood on your hands. You might as well just bathe in it and enjoy it. You know what happens? You think? You know what I think happens, Sam, is that these newer players don't trust what they call the quote-unquote air alliances. Because you right. trust your people. You will be willing to go out there and get blood on your hands because you trust the people that you have this quote-unquote alliance with will support you no matter what. And remember how back in the day it used to be a house divided. You would watch Big Brother After Dark, they would go at each other. Even Reagan mm-hmm. and uh, even um, and one hate Rachel and Rachel. Reagan. Yes. Yeah. And she got voted off the show, came back to that one day because her and Brandon, whatever, you know, she got voted back into the house for one day. And she went right. at Reagan, but he stood his ground with her. Like, you know, Which was one of the best fights ever. One of the best fights ever. 
oh my goodness, did he not eat her butt up? The nasty stenches, the acne on her face. I mean, he, he served her. <laughs> it was vicious. Served, it was vicious. He served her Thanksgiving, Christmas dinner, and New Year's Eve. I mean, he served her. <laughs> but you know, we don't see that anymore. I mean, in my mind, because I watch people at the top, I'm like, where, you know, where, who's going to draw the line and say, I'm going to stand up for this and do this and do it? They don't do it. I don't understand well, I how. And I'm not trying to take I'm away from the show this season. I agree with you as far as it's going to get it's going to get tricky because now you have nothing but strong players. Let's see how that's going to flip around. I don't. I disagree with you with Austin. I don't like Austin. I think he's tricky. He's Austin waits for people to win and then he tries to change the votes and he kind of you know inserts his little sliminess into them. And I'm like, why don't you do I, something? Well, I don't. I don't understand the Judas thing. I mean, I get what he's doing, but it, to me, it just comes across as. Why are you playing as somebody who doesn't exist? I mean, you know, if you want to play Judas throughout the house, then that's fine. If you feel like you've got to be Judas to be ruthless, then be Judas, man. But why are you doing this whole, I'm going to go in the DR and vote as Judas? I mean, where's Judas been throughout the rest of the time? Because Judas sure can't lie for for anything. So, you know, is it Austin that can't lie or is it Judas that can't lie? You know, what are you playing as? And just do it. This is the thing. I think that the production, I think, is awesome. I think the people that, that get the people in the house know what they're doing because they know these personalities before we do. We just see it play off right. on TV. They know when they go through a whole process that people that have just started watching Big Brother, they go through a whole process before they start filming the show. And I think that they know who they're getting in the house. If all oh, I'm sure. As a third party, they knew that he was going to be uh, you know, talking to himself in third party. They knew this. They know all this about these people's character traits before they get them on the show. And so I think the people that lie low are the smartest people because you, you, everyone's so unpredictable. Everyone, it's going to yeah. be a point where there's no floaters anymore. And I personally like Jason. I don't know if I'm the only one, but I'm like Jason. No. I, I like Jason. I like Jason. When when Austin was lying, that uh, I, I think it's like when uh, when Liz was was H O H, and I think Jeff was going to be or Vanessa. I'm sorry, and 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 um, he was going to. They were going to put up Jeff. They were going to backdoor Jeff, and you know Jeff looks at him and says, you know Vanessa wants to put me up as a replacement, and Austin does this whole spill of no, no, no way, no, she's not doing. It. Jason looked him right in the eye. When he walked up, he said he's lying. And Jason yep. has a great intuition for people, and I think it's going to yep. help him. I mean, you know, he was really the target this week. He kind of gets himself yep. back off the block. He really needed an HOH win. I, he's really got to get that one. But at the same time, I think he's got great intuition for the game, and I think he's rebounded with Shelly pretty well, and he's balancing himself back out. I agree. I think Jason's a lot better player than a lot of people have given him credit for. I absolutely agree. And I think that his social game is so good because he's confident in himself, who he is as a yes. person outside of the game. See, he's genuinely they funny. They come into the game and try to, they try to pretend to be someone else, but if you don't come in authentic as who you really are, you will not go mm-hmm. far. And that's why Audrey cracked under pressure. Because she was all over the place. And there was obvious that she wasn't comfortable. She didn't, and I'm not trying to be mean, but I just didn't see her being comfortable. Once she got cornered, she didn't know how to get out of the corner. Like, she didn't know what to do, and that's why she got sent home. Because she had 
such a good space. I mean, she had a she had something good going for her. They all liked her, but she just didn't crack into the press. And I think they bind it. And that's just my opinion. I think they find cracks under pressure. I think Audrey cracks under pressure. I think Jason is one to look out for. I think they should have sent Johnny Mac home because every point you said was right on point. Why? Well, I mean, yeah. Who's the threat to me? It's not Audrey. Audrey nobody's going to believe Audrey anything. Johnny Mac, though, is going to win an HOH, and Johnny Mac is going to win comps. And he's very well liked, which means people are going to start listening to him and people are going to start working with him. And what's going to happen is he's going to start putting up people that put him up as a pawn and letting them see what it feels like for a little bit. I think and Johnny Mac's a much smarter guy than people are giving him credit for. I think he's he plays that dopey thing. It's funny, and I like him. But there's something deep down with Johnny Mac that I think he knows how. I think he knows what he's doing. Let me tell you something. You don't become a dentist by being stupid. He's smart. That's right. And no, no, love, I agree. He's stacking up. He's putting away away his HOH if he wins because everyone let him play a pawn. He was like, okay, I'm happy to do it. He sure did. He played a pawn every time because that's going to be to his detriment, to their detriment, not his. Because well, you know, like they say, you you pay the piper. At the end of the day, he's going to ask for something back from them, <laughs> and I guarantee you, Shelly and yep. Clay ain't giving it back to him. Whatever they whatever he'll want from them, they're not going to give it back. He needs to go ahead and start looking at maybe winning HOH and start forming alliances. These people got to figure out that Shelly and Clay, and you know what? Somebody asked me, is Clay a floater? I think Clay is completely a floater. At some point, people are going to put Shelly and Clay in those two seats, and they're going to let them either battle it out or they're going to put them on opposite ends. And one of them is going to go home eventually because people are going to figure it out, although it's taken a little bit of time. But if you think about who's, who's left in this house, and, and, and you think about, Audrey has gone home. Now, Becky's in this house, and I kind of give Becky a little bit of credit. She really lays low, but I think she's a strong player. Steve, I think, is strong. Megan, I do not think, is very strong. I think Megan's buying her time. Liz is not strong, even though she's won an HOH. But don't forget, she lasts through this week, and if Vanessa stays as HOH and they last through this week, Julia comes in this house, which makes her a, a two-vote person. Because Julia's not going to go against Liz. Liz is not going to go against Julia. Yeah. Shelly, who's That's strong. John, who's strong. Fine. Austin, who's strong. James, Vanessa, uh, Clay, yeah. who I feel like floating. Jackie just won an HOH, and Jason. That's very. That's a very strong group. That's a very strong group. And I actually would, I would hence the the people that are watching now that feel like, oh, Clay and Shelly's just going to run the game. No, that's not going to happen this season. It may have happened in the past two seasons with McCray and Amanda and all that. That's not going to happen this season because they're already on them. It's just a matter of time for them to get power to kind of shift, you know, everything in their favor. Yeah. But they have to be tricky about it because everyone now, like you said, is getting down to the smart players. And we have a lot of smart players in that house that are playing dumb, but they're really smart. John Mack being one of them, Jason being one of them, I agree. I think Austin is a smart player, but he aggravates me. I can't stand him, but he's playing the game. And I, he, he is playing the game. He, he's, he's a little too much in love with Liz. I think it's blinded him, and I think Liz is going to use him to her favor or Julia. They're going to use him to, his, to their favor. But when we talk about <laughs> who's in the house and who's strong left, I've got to say that I think when I, when I talk about the division in the house, and I, and I don't know this. I'm just guessing, just from watching the show and kind of keeping up. Mm-hmm. I see the two smartest women here and the two strongest women that are going to divide. 
I think Vanessa and Shelley are some point going to come to a crossroad, and they're going to do, they're going to go both separate ways. I think Vanessa and Shelley are going to break off at some point, and I think yeah. either they're going to work together to get the final four, or either they're going to go different directions, and that house is going to divide one on the other because Vanessa's got two HOHs, Shelley's got two HOHs. They both have a lot of control. This is where this house could divide between those two. Either they're going to run together or they're going to split. And well, I think they're going to split. That's going to be the, the, the Battle of the Titans because I and I look forward to that. Last season I didn't, the season before last I didn't. But this season I yeah. think people that are giving up on the show don't give up because it's really oh, cracking up to do something really right. amazing with strong players. I agree. Because There's some food. great potential, great potential for some mid-season. This, this show could drastically improve mid-season because of who's been voted out and who's still left. These are very, very strong women. We've seen strong women for the first time in, a, in many, many seasons. We've seen strong women. And here they are, uh, strong new women. And we've had vets come in that were strong. But strong new women, I would say this is probably the first time since season, maybe season 12, we've seen strong women that were new. And here they are playing this game, and they're going to be the ones that I think control this house. And I think they're going to be the ones that either dominate for the rest of the season to, to Final Four or either they're going to divide this house and people are going to choose a side. But I have a feeling it's going to come between Vanessa and Shelley, and I think Vanessa's going to look at Shelley and Clay, and she's going to say, I got no way in hell that I'm going to beat Clay out to Shelley, yes. and Shelley's not going to get rid of Clay for me. Clay's not going to get rid of Shelley for me. I've got to break them up, and that's when it's going to happen. So would you agree that I kind of think that Shelley's handicapping herself by hanging on to Clay, who's done nothing? But going off yeah. the of what she's done, that's going to handicap her. I, I think so. I think I think one of Shelley's smartest moves, and a lot of people will disagree with this, but I think one of Shelley's smartest moves right now is to get close to Vanessa and get rid of Clay at some point. I don't think Clay's going to help her in the end. He doesn't. He look. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Clay is really coasting on her coattails. He's really getting all the benefits of HOH. He's getting all the benefits oh, of power, which happens with showmances, but he's not giving anything back. I mean. She's crying in his hands, you know, about how she can't make a decision and she's so upset. And he's like, well, we'll figure it out. But I don't ever remember him helping her figure it out. He just kind of let her sit out there. So I, 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 think, I think she's going to end up biting his head off at some point. And she may be the one that gets rid of him herself because she may see that he's holding her back. I could see Shelly doing that. Whether she does or not, I don't know. But I think she's strong enough to do that. And I agree. Because if you look back, you know, you know, you know Jeff and Jordan are my boobs. And for about I, I I know, but they are, and it's together. But anyway, and look at oh my God, um, even uh Brandon and uh Brandon and and Rachel get married. Rachel, you know, but they yeah. help each other. They both had each other well, back. Now, wait, let me say this. With, but let me say this though, because I, I know where you're going. You're saying they're stronger together, but I, I'd like to make a point. I think that Jeff would be a much, much stronger player without Jordan. I think Jordan holds him down. I think Jordan, I know, I think Jordan restricts him from playing a good game because he's always got to take care of her. I think if you watch Brendan, I know, you're up, I know, but if you watch yeah. Brendan and Rachel, when Brendan and Rachel play together, like in season yeah. 13, yeah. the season that Rachel won, when Brendan left the house, when Brendan and Rachel were together, and no offense to the Brenchel army, I know they, they will listen to the show and follow, but when they're together, those two are toxic. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sure they have a great yeah. relationship, you know, I, I, 
But when they're together, it's a ball of insecurity. It's a lot of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you got my back and you love me, you love me, or, my, or you support me. You know, I don't feel like you're supporting me right now, Rachel. It's a lot of that crap that goes on, and I think it throws them off from the game. When Brendan left season 13, when he was voted out, Rachel got serious about the game, and she played ten times better. Whether you love her or hate her, she began to play the game. She was winning comps. She was vengeful. She was ready to get it done. Whether yeah. you think that was rigged for her or not, doesn't matter. She won that season. And, and I, think, I think a lot of times when you get rid of that showman's partner at the right time, those people get a lot harder. Lisa Donahue in season three getting rid of Eric when she didn't vote him back in the house. She ended up yeah. winning season three. A lot of times when you get rid of partners like that, you get stronger. Good point. And you know what? I believe that Clay and Shelly, she's an older, she's stronger, and I believe that she will get rid of him before she'll lose that game. I believe she'll fight harder without him in the house with her. Absolutely. I agree with that. I hate to say, but I do agree with that. I mean, I think I think she's going to realize that she's smart enough. She might be. You know what? I'll go as far as to say this now because we're still early in it. I think that Shelly could be that person that wins this season that people look at and say, that was a deserving winner. That's the new superstar of Big Brother. And I know people said it was Derek. It could very well be Shelly by the end I, of this season. I don't agree with that Derek thing at all. I, I, you know, it kind of insults me that he would be up in the archives as one of the best players to ever played the game. I don't agree with that at all. I, and I hate to say it because he, he's a good guy. I just don't agree with that. I don't because he had other people play the game for him. And maybe they say, well, that's smart that he got them to do that. I just kind of want to see people step out and take a leap of faith and get blood on their hands to prove their loyalty to their people they had behind them as a soldier. You know what I'm saying? Like It's like being... In the military, you say, well, I want y'all to go down there and take all the bullets and stuff, but I'll be here rooting for you when, you know, whether you die or whatever, I'm still here. I just want, you know, people to get in the trenches. Like, you and I go back to back about different opinions all the time, but I still mm-hmm. call in. You know what I'm saying? That's right. I, saying I equate it like that. Like, you have to fight for what you believe, and if you want people to fight for you, get down and dirty with them. And I don't like yeah. that. Don't do it. Just stay in the room and say, come with who said what. Like, I don't like that. I'm sorry, Sam, but... As a fan of Big Brother, my kids are like, Mama, you're crazy. No, I'm a freaking uber, maybe obsessed fan with Big Brother, but it started out as we a are. social game. Well, yeah, well, I guess we are. And also, I mean, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm, gonna, I'm hosting a Big Brother show. You, we, you can't, you can't top nutty, okay? I got it, I got it cornered. So you're, you're still sane. <laughs> Well, I, you know what? Sometimes I feel like, oh God, I'm embarrassing on the radio tonight because I have my own opinion about things, and no. I always listen to myself, and I take all your. I'm going to internet. Matter of fact, yesterday I made a comment. Someone had made a good point about Shelly not, you know, uh, I'm sorry, not Audrey being voted off, but maybe get rid of uh, the other guy. I'm sorry, the dentist. Johnny and right. oh my God, Sam, the backlash of what I responded to a person's comment that I thought made absolute good sense. It's just an opinion. I feel like, yeah, that makes sense. The well, you know. And it's kind you of can, You can go on any of these reality <laughs> Facebook pages and you can enjoy a conversation from, let's see, from September until June. You can enjoy a conversation about any show that's on TV. You know, Amazing Race, Survivor, what. When it comes yeah. to Big Brother, people choose their favorites. People draw the line, and and that is all, and a lot of it is not game thought. A lot of it is personal thought. A lot of it's how they feel about the game, about how somebody is. 
But oh it's a, one of the most passionate shows. Uh, the fans on there, uh, you know, the fans of the show is, are some of the most passionate. And so, no, there's no there's no right or wrong opinion. There's just opinion, and either people agree with it or they don't. It's just how this game goes. A lot of people think Derek's one of the best. I tend to agree with you. Mm-hmm. People Not don't no. like me for it. But I think mm-hmm. that, you know, Derek's a whole other story, but I think that Derek got lucky by being woke up one night to be included in a 12-person alliance. I think he coasted around and he laid low, which is a good strategy, but a mastermind, I I don't understand that because I don't feel like he ever influenced anything to happen. He just kind of said, you know what, I'm glad that I'm not up on the – guess what, America, I'm not on the block. You know, okay, well, Well, you know, if that's your strategy, then you win. What he did was everything that happened, he figured out how to manipulate that situation. He didn't have nothing to do with it, but he was like, okay, what do I do now? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It moves me, and then when you have people that are passionate about the show, they have a comment, and then you go, yeah, okay, that makes sense. doesn't mean I agree with you, but that makes sense. Your point is valid. Then you have people go on there, oh, my God, that's so – like, you're right. Big Brother fans are crazy. We're like <laughs> – But the- you know what? They're, this, is where we, this is where we gather. I mean, this is, where we ha- this is where the church is for Big Brother. This is what we do. We have sermons, and people come in, and we be crazy, and that's how it is, but – Listen, I gotta run. I appreciate you so much for calling in. I gotta run to commercial, Miss Chicago. You're the best. I think we're gonna try yeah, to do a show on Sunday. We'll talk about that a little bit later. And if you can get on, you know, I'd love to have you. Thank you so much for coming on. All right, baby. We'll talk soon. All right, sounds great. Hated to push like that, but you know, it make me do commercials and everything. I'd be on here all night if I could. Listen, folks, we're gonna take a real quick commercial. I promise. Uh, when we come back. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the seasons. Oh, first of all, I want to talk about uh, production conspiracies just really quick. And then we're going to, we're going to talk about uh, my favorite seasons for strategy. Uh, you know, hey, you know the opinion? If you want an opinion, write me. Twitter me. Tweet me out. Twerk me. Whatever you want to do. When we come back, we're going to talk about those things, and then I'm going to let you go for the night, I promise. And uh, we'll wrap this thing up. Listen to the Big Brother Show with Sam. Hang in there, folks. We're almost done, I promise. Where's Jill? She's really lonely and out walking the cornfield again. Do you think they will ever find us true love? Not hanging out with us all day. We used to be lonely. Until we met on Farmers Only. FarmersOnly.com is the new online dating site for farmers, ranchers, and good old country folks. You don't have to be lonely at FarmersOnly.com. Hey folks, just don't get it. Hey, 
Uh, yeah, I'm getting a lot of hate mail about the uh, Shelly Clay comment. I'm not going to apologize for it. You, you look back through things. Uh, you look through this game, and you look at you look at power couples. Uh, with the exception of, of Canada season one, great season. If you haven't seen it, you need to. Uh, with a power couple, Emmett and uh, Jillian. Um, you know, I, I still stand by it. I think Jeff without Jordan's a much stronger player. I never want to see Jeff and Jordan play again together. I know I just – Miss Chicago just threw something at the phone, I'm sure. I love her to death, but we just disagree there. I think Jeff would be a much better player without Jordan. I don't think Jeff is a strong player with Jordan at all. I don't think Jordan's a strong player. But – and a lot of you disagree with me, and that's fair. That's what this is about. But uh, I think Jeff would play better without her. I think when Rachel lost Brendan, she got stronger – I think when Lisa lost Eric in season three, she got stronger, and she ended up winning. Rachel ended up winning 13 when Brendan left. I just feel like this showmance thing only goes so far, and I think ladies that get rid of – well, so far ladies who get rid of – of course, Drew did that to Diane in in five, but I think ladies who usually get rid of the guy first or either the guy, you know, doesn't get rid of him, but he gets voted out, usually end up – becoming very, very strong players, and I think Shelly's very capable of that. So you're not going to get an apology from me. I think Shelly does need to consider getting rid of Clay at some point when she nears the Final Four if she makes it that far. I give Shelly complete credit uh, all day long for everything that she's been able to pull off. And, and you know what? Two HOH wins, I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, two HOH wins. Um, you know, holding a lot of power in that house. Her second HOH, she goes like a breeze. I think she did it the right way. You know, a lot of people were upset about the HOH meeting. It was kind of kind of silly, but it saved her from being a target. How this girl's gotten through two HOHs with all this power without being a target is beyond me. I don't think Jackie's going to put her up. I don't think Vanessa's going to put her up just yet. But one of the things we said we were going to talk about real quickly is the latest power rankings for some of the players. Uh, this week, I'm just going to give you the, the top five. We'll talk about it whether we agree or disagree. Shelly, number one, I agree with that. Vanessa, number two, I agree with that. Vanessa has rebounded tremendously. We don't need to talk about Shelly anymore. Vanessa's rebounded considerably. I mean, when you talk about the paranoid Vanessa during her first HOH run and everybody turn, and her just freaking out about every little thing, I think she's able to calm herself down. One thing I've noticed about Vanessa, maybe it's her background in poker, she's been able to really get herself back calmed down and refocused. And I don't know if that's because of, of her mind and how it works, and how the game of poker is kind of similar to the game of Big Brother in many ways where you're bluffing and you're, uh, you know, playing one thing and doing another and watching percentage chances of this and that. But it probably has a very analytical mind. She's able to really slow herself down when she kind of goes off the deep end. I got worried about her in her first HOA. She kind of freaked out. She seems to have calmed down, and I think she's starting to kind of make some inroads and do some things to set herself up later in the game. She's kind of playing – a middle game right now where she's starting to plan for the end, and I like that a lot about her. I think that move on possibly making a move on Johnny Mack was really, really strong. Uh, Jason's number three. Uh, you know, I think he just got fortunate that Audrey kind of kind of got busted. He could have very easily lied to Shelly, which is beyond me why, you know, Shelly didn't think of this. They could have very well lied to Shelly and just said, I never said that, even if he did. And Shelly would have believed him, which is beyond me, which just tells me Shelly was looking for a reason to get rid of Audrey anyway. But Jason being number three, I got to disagree with that. I'd actually move. 
I'd actually like to move uh, 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 probably Johnny Mack up in that position. I'd like to see Johnny Mack at three. I think Johnny Mack's playing a really strong game. He's non-threatening. To me, he's a lot like Shelley in the sense that socially he's very good. He wins comps, and nobody targets him. I mean, nobody looks at Johnny Mack and says, we need to get rid of this guy, except for Vanessa, which is why she takes number three or number two. I'm going to give Johnny Mack number three. I'm going to move Jason down a little bit. They have Clay at number four. I don't like Clay at number four. I would rather move Steven to number four because I think Steve is playing a good social game. He's laying very low. If you remember the first week, first two weeks, Steve was the target. Everybody wanted to get Steve out. He was freaking everybody out. He's freaking me out. Why? Because he's smart and he's, you know, a little introverted. And now he's on nobody's radar. You know, some people talk about maybe putting Steve up. Austin, I'll give him the next position, uh, I think at five or six. It doesn't matter. We're going to breeze through this. But Austin, I'm going to give that next position because I think Austin does still play good parts of this game, but the other parts are awful. He's 50 great. He's 50 crap. And and honestly, this love affair with Liz, I think he's going to do him in. I'd probably give Liz the next part just because Liz is playing Austin. And how do you have twin? How do you have a twin that's about to come in the game and everybody excited that she's coming? Got to give Liz credit there. I'm going to put her at number six. So that's my power rankings. I disagree on a lot of things. They have um, James high up on the list. No idea why. Shouldn't be up there. James, anybody who goes on the block and, and decides to kind of not try at POV and eat all day as if they're the king and have no worries, is somebody I'm not really putting on my list as a great player. I would move him way down. Jackie might move up, but... I'd be really surprised to see Jackie as HOH when this whole thing's over. I think Vanessa's too smart. I think Vanessa will cut a deal with her, and Vanessa will get her way. Um, So, last two things. Uh, Production uh, conspiracies. Uh, This has been going on a lot lately. I don't feel like the production conspiracies exist, and I'll tell you why. I think, let, let me back up. And a lot of this has come from the Audrey situation. A lot of people feel like, Audrey was going to get saved. And, and I just want to point something out. Devon was going to get that – well, Devon was going to get that call. And she did get that call to, to eliminate two votes. And that was going to save her. Production's effort to save her. Production's going to save her. Well, production didn't save her. Now the whole thing was is Audrey's going to the diary room. She's going to find uh, – what was the thing I read? And You know, you should, you should run your head into a car door if you're the person that said this. But Audrey's going to find a, a survivor idol, and it's going to be a survivor twist this week, and if she's got an immunity idol, she's going to be saved. Production will save her. Well, she wasn't saved. Production conspiracies make sense in the fact that they need good TV. Do I think that they give players an advantage, per se, like in a, in a competition? I think they do. I think certain you know, lanes may have the hidden shoe up on top, not as deep as the other lanes. I think, you know, when it comes to, you know, certain competitions, there is an advantage. I think sometimes comps that they know one person is strong at that might be leaving the house that they want to keep in, they may use that comp to keep them in the house in hopes that they win. But as much as they may edge the numbers and they may edge the statistics to help that player, I don't think they make the player win. I think they do do things to try to keep things interesting. 
And I do think they edge stuff. For instance, in season 13, if you remember, Rachel won a competition at the beginning, I think to become the first HOH, if I remember. Somebody correct me. But anyway, she won an early on HOH comp uh, where she had to hang on to a slippery banana. Then when it came down to, I believe, the POV ceremony where she was up on the block, interestingly enough, they did the banana hang-on slippery competition again that she ended up winning again, lo and behold. So do I think that they do things that help a player out? I do. I think that they do, but it's for our entertainment. Whether we like it or we hate it, it's for our, it's for our entertainment at the end of the day. They don't want a boring house. We don't either. They want drama. We do too. So I think it's for our benefit whether we want to accept that or not. But do I think that production does things intentionally to keep a player in the game? I don't. I have seen it once in Season 8 where Eric was going to use a POV and have Dick put up in production to tell him that he could not use the power of veto because they didn't have enough America's player votes. And that's something you'll have to go back and watch because it's too long to explain. Some of you will know. But that is a time that I do think production saved Evil Dick, and that's why a lot of people feel like Evil Dick's win is tainted. And I tend to agree with that a little bit. I know that he would want to probably slice my head off, but I agree with that a little bit. Now, when it comes to Audrey being saved, when it comes to Devon being saved, do you guys remember back in Season 15, Amber Zuckerman was supposed or I'm sorry, um, Amanda, I think I said Amber, Amanda Zuckerman was picked to win. She was friends with Allison Groner. They were neighbors to each other's high school sweetheart, friends, cousins. And Amanda Zuckerman was going to win season 15. Well, that didn't happen. If you remember back in season 12, there was a saboteur. It's a great season, by the way. It's it's on my uh, drama seasons. I love season 12, not for the gameplay, just because it was a great season to watch, a, a really great cast, a lot of fun. But anyway. Uh, you know, they had a saboteur. They put a saboteur in the house. Does anybody remember who the first person was to go home in season 12? It was a saboteur. That blew up all in production's face. It ruined everything. The saboteur goes home first thing. Production could have saved her. Production could have done something, but they didn't. They let her go home. America's America's uh, favorite player did not work out well. And if you remember last season, America's Alliance, was awful. Donnie, Derek, Frankie. Do you remember when Donnie was going up on the block and was going to go home? And they allowed America, they said, hey, look, you choose whatever you want to do. We'll let people in America vote, the viewer vote, as to whether or not you were successful. Do you remember that? That was the whole apple pie thing. And what happened? They didn't save Donnie. They did some stupid plays, and Donnie went home. So you've got to understand that production may set things up but, for instance, they didn't say, hey, you've got to save Donnie. That's your, that's your mission. But when you have an alliance, isn't your job to, to protect each other? The production didn't make them protect each other. So these production conspiracies, they're driving a lot of you guys crazy. And you can't do a situation and watch this show and every week think, well, production is going to do this, production is going to do that, production is going to save this. Because so far, you're batting zero. It's not happening. It hasn't happened yet. This season, people that you said were going to be saved are not saved. They're going home. So my feeling is that does production edge things? They do. 
Does production save people? Not if they don't try. Not if they don't try to save themselves. They can get themselves in trouble and they can't get themselves out. Let me tell you something. A lot of people thought Audrey wanted to be saved. They were production wanted to save him. I can guarantee you this. Audrey's sitting there wrapped up like a mummy, laying in a dentist chair, giving them absolutely nothing. They don't want Audrey there either. Audrey was more than more than willing to be sent home by production. I can guarantee you that. Uh, moving on, I just want to say that little tidbit on that because a lot of people are bringing up this production conspiracy thing, and it's it's driving me nuts. Uh, some things you may have a point. Most things I don't think you do. Every time we have an eviction, we don't talk about the conspiracy theories of it. Uh, you know, I think when there is one, it'll be really obvious. But this season, everybody's been wrong. Uh, now, before I let you guys go. One thing I like to do for new people that are watching the show, and we're about to wrap up here. But one of the one of the things that I like to do for people that are watching the show now is to give them an opportunity to learn more about the show. I, I love people that go back and watch prior seasons. I see this a lot on Facebook where somebody's like, you know, what season do you suggest I go to next? Or what's What I'm going to suggest to you is probably something that's going to get a lot of people upset. Don't watch anything after 12. Don't watch 13. Don't watch 14. Don't watch 15, 16. Don't watch anything after 12. I would prefer for you to stay between Seasons 3 and Seasons 10. Why? Because I feel like that's the golden era, with the exception of 9. We've talked about 9 not being my favorite season. 2, a lot of people think, is a great strategy season. We're going to get into that. But the problem with 2 is that it's very dated. There is no power of veto. You know, I think a lot of people that are new to the show could watch that and probably be a little bored. But... The work of Dr. Will is incredible. You can't deny how great Dr. Will is, and so it's kind of a must. But last week we did our drama seasons, seasons that if you like drama, these are the seasons I want you to watch. This week we're going to finish up this two-part list with seasons that I think are great for strategy. Okay? Now, strategy seasons may not have drama. They're going to have a little bit. And some of these seasons cross over with seasons that were on the drama list which means that they're pretty much really must-see seasons, okay? But these are seasons that you really saw great strategy. You really saw people playing the game the way it was meant to be played. You really saw how people lie, cheat, and steal to win the $500,000. And, of course, if you don't agree with me, I always welcome you. Hey, hit me up on Twitter, BB After Show on Twitter, Big Brother After Show on Facebook, or hit me up on this show. Um... All right, so let's get started. These are my strategy seasons. I'm going to go from lowest to highest, and I know I told you guys to skip 12 through 16, but I'm going to get 14 on my low list, and 14 uh, is one that you should see if you like strategy. Some of the worst new players ever, I've got to go ahead and warn you, but some return players in season 14, one of them is particularly that you may have heard of is Dan Giesling, the old school people who watch know, but if you're new to this show, Dan Giesling is probably a lot of people's number one player of all time. A lot of people consider him number two of all time. I keep him at number three. But, I mean, top three on my list, you've got to be pretty damn good. So that's a, that's a season with Dan Giesling. It's a great season. So I'm going to put 14 at the bottom. Another season with Dan Giesling is number 10. Now, the reason why I like 10 so much is for one reason, and this is number 10 is a season that crosses drama and strategy. Season 10 was a lot of yelling, a lot of division in the house, a lot of things going on, a lot of people being upset, a lot of people getting out of trouble, a lot of people lying. But 
again, Dan Giesling's first year, he came back in season 14 as a return player. But in season 10, he was an original player. He's a new player. It was a great new cast, Michelle Costas. Um, and a lot of people don't like Jesse. I give Jesse a little bit of credit. I think he was dominating the game before he got caught in a twist. Old Jerry, who was upset. Memphis, also a pretty good player. Uh, Memphis is somebody I'd like to see return and play again. Um, but, nevertheless, Season 10 is another great strategy cross-drama season that I think a lot of new people would actually really enjoy. And I think it would teach you a lot about how the game really is, how a mastermind really does play this game when you watch Dan play in Season 10. And you get a little bit of drama to keep you entertained. So I kind of keep 10 kind of high up on my list. The next season that I like for strategy is Season 8. Now, Bully Strategy is involved. I think Eric Stein was a fantastic player in Season 8. I think he got screwed. Danielle Donato, great player uh, strategy-wise. But this is another one that crosses that drama threshold where you're going to get a little bit of strategy from Evil Dick, Danielle Donato, and Eric Stein, and you're going to get a little bit of drama from Jen Johnson and people like that, and definitely from Evil Dick. Um, And you make up your own mind whether or not Evil Dick deserves that win. That's up to you. But it's a great season for strategy. It's a great season for drama. That's why I put that there. Now, we're going to come into my favorite seasons. My next favorite season for strategy is season seven. Now, a lot of people hate season seven. I think season seven probably is my second favorite season of all time, mainly because we get to see Will and Mike Boogie work together again. A lot of people disagree with me, but I think – The winner of Season 7 was well-deserving. I think he played better than Will in Season 7, and I won't reveal it. But Mike Boogie, Will, Janelle, uh, James Ryan, who I think is a top-10 player, whether or not he finished 7th both seasons, I don't care. Still think he had a mind for the game. Maybe socially was a little bit off, shut off from other players. So they kind of hurt him. As you know, these guys are from Season 6, Somebody, uh, a season I suggested last week for a good drama season. Uh, but Season 7's got a lot going for it. A lot of people didn't feel like players were real true all-stars. That is an all-star season. I disagree. I think it was a great season. I think there was a ton of strategy involved. I loved the players that were picked for that season. It's a lot of fun to watch. It's a lot of fun to watch Will and Boogie work again, Janelle to work again, um, even Erica in some, some strains, and even Chicken George has a little bit of strategy in 7, whether you want to admit it or not. Season seven's my next one. We're going to finish up with Season 3. Danielle Reyes, my number two player of all time. I love her to death. Great season, great cast, low on drama, but it's a great strategy season. It's a great cast season with a really, really good cast in Season 3. And finally, Season 2. Now, my suggestion is not to run out and watch Season 2 immediately. I suggest you watch any of these seasons first. Maybe even watch them in order. Maybe go 3, 7, 8, 10. But... I would save two to the end until you really, really appreciate the game because I find I've seen each season probably two or three times each. I find that two is still difficult for me, even though I love Will and I keep Will number one. I think he's the best player to ever, ever play. At the end of the day, season two can be a bit dated. It can be a little bit boring because there's not a lot of competition going on. It's a lot of people watching. And if you're new to Big Brother... Season 2 might kind of turn you off. You may not appreciate it as much as you probably should. But it is a top-tier strategy season, in my opinion. 
You will see the way the game was supposed to be played. There was no power of veto. These were people who were put on the block and had to get themselves off the block by talking, blackstabbing, lying, cheating, stealing, whatever they had to do. Season 2 is probably the top strategy season. But like I said, probably wouldn't go running out there and watch it immediately. I would probably suggest you watch 3. Uh, I would because uh, I consider 3 probably top top 2 seasons in my opinion. I love season 3. Uh, season 10 would probably be a great starting point. So those are my strategy seasons. Now the list is complete. You've got drama. You've got strategy. As always, if you have an opinion, don't like what I say, you love what I say, send me a message. Talk to me about it. Tell me you don't like the show. Tell me you love the show. Say, hey, listen, two people said they love the show tonight. Give them a shout-out. I'm going to do it again. Renee and Kimberly Ann over there at Addicted to Big Brother. Love you guys. Thank you so much for saying so nice, uh, some nice things on Facebook about me. We will see you Sunday. I'm going to do a Sunday show. It goes a little later. It's 11 o'clock to give everybody a chance. We can't. If I went on Pacific Coast, I'll be doing this thing at 1 o'clock in the morning. Sorry, California. But uh, it's what we got to do. But that's how we roll. We're going to do a little show Sunday. We have a lot of fun on Sunday. Uh, it's a shorter show. We just kind of get to the point, kind of break down what's going on. So please join us. We're going to go Sundays and Thursday nights. You'll be getting it on Twitter. See us on Twitter, BB After Show. Join the Big Brother After Show Facebook page so you can get some updates. And we'll do it there, folks. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be a show or be a host for the show. It's an honor to talk to you about what's going on the show. It's been a lot of fun, and I look forward to the next couple of weeks, and I look forward to this thing getting a lot better as we go forward. I think we're getting into a really good midseason. Strong players, get ready for the House of Divide. Get ready for some bloodshed. I think it's coming. Don't hold my feet to it, but I think it's coming, and I think it's going to be a really great season. Thanks so much, folks. Have a great night. Be safe. Be good to each other. It's the Big Brother After Show. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.